It would be more prudent for you not to be my friend, he explained. But I'm tired of trying to stay away from you, Bella. His eyes were gloriously intense as he uttered that last sentence, his voice smoldering. I couldn't remember how to breathe. Will you go with me to Seattle? He asked, still intense. I couldn't speak yet, so I just nodded. He smiled briefly and then his face became serious. You really should stay away from me. He warned. I'll see you in class. He turned abruptly and walked back the way he'd come. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to... Oi! Oi! Jack in the morning! I am (laughs) shot! (laughs) What is happening? I'm falling! (laughs) Ah! Oh no, Chris! This is Edward is a Vampire. I'm Chris, Team Charlisle. And I am Maggie, Team Bella. I'm Team Ooh, Bella. Team Bella. She needs to spend some time traveling alone. Why do you say that? Um, Because she needs to broaden her horizons. So far, she only knows Arizona and Forks. <laughs> True. <laughs> and she needs to like meet an Italian guy who will be mean to her and then take some time after that, meet a Brazilian. Am I describing Eat, Pray, Love? Bella needs to do Eat, Pray, Love. She needs to Eat, Pray, Love. Maggie has (laughs) spent one, well, now week two of reading Twilight, and she is invested in Bella's growth. (laughs) She loves the sun. She needs to chase the sun. She needs to to find her internal sun. Mm. There's a thing in Grey's Anatomy where um, when Christina is leaving, she says to Meredith, he's very dreamy, but he isn't the sun. He is. (gasps) Oh. And then they dance. Is, is this the one scene I feel like you show me three times on flip phone quality of someone putting on a wedding dress and crying? No, but that is an incredible <laughs> scene. Uh, and if it, you don't do that to Christina. me on my wedding, mm-hmm. put me in it's, a dress and cry. It's, she's actually taking her out of the dress. Even better, because honestly, I I don't want to get married in a dress. <laughs> I would. If uh, she's, you know, needed. Yeah, she says, "I'm free. I'm free." Like Get an it old off. lady. Get it off. I'm free. And then Meredith cuts her out of the dress. Welcome to our, our podcast. podcast. Meredith, Meredith Gray, Gray is, is a, a vampire. vampire. Um, we're and like Grey's Anatomy, we're entering our 21st season of this podcast. So you know, b- catch up now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying, if you're new, we have 20 other seasons before this mm-hmm. in the vault. In the vault. So we'll release one season at a time in a, in like new quality, new high def quality. Oh yeah. Um, and we are recording this. The, I should say the current year is two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of anything of cultural. razors, razors, the, razors, the, the scooter, oh, oh. razors, the, the blade. blade, razors, the blade is a great. Um, it's my. It's Razors, my... the blade of angry <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'm um, say it's like my pop icon name. Razors, the blade. Something about you saying Razors, the blade make made me think of 
um, take this A to C connection improv boy, Ooh, boy. Oh. Um, made me think of uh, take it to the brink. That doesn't register anything. You don't know about Brink? The no. Disney movie about roller the, skating wait. teens? No, is that the one where they go back in time? No, that- it's about roller skating <laughs> teens. The the like romantic surfer boy from Princess Diaries is in it. He's Alexander Brink or whatever. Brink- Brinkatelli, <sighs> Austin Brinkatelli. And so Brink- Austin Powers. He's a skateboarder. No, he's a he's a rollerblader. Get your story straight. And he has a poor team. He and his poor friends. Oh, are on right. A team. But then he gets recruited by the by rich, the rich team. And How do he, I remember that? And then they fight, and he throws sand, and his friend gets really torn up. I can't wait. Um, once we finish all of Twilight, the entire saga. Oh, it's such a long road ahead. <laughs> then we'll saga. go through the entire back catalog of Disney Channel original movies. Uh huh. Yeah. Honestly, I'm excited for that. This I'm might be thrilled. the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> that podcast will be called Edward is a DCOM. Oh, and we're just going to watch the Smart House year. over and over. Oh, we Okay, we recently did watch Smart House. And it is it's a good movie. So good. I hadn't seen it before. I think it's the DCOM that holds up the most. It might be. It's in the top five. It's in the top five, at least. Um, But we're here to talk about Twilight. Twilight. Which week, um, week one was hard. Well, week week one was fun, but I felt self conscious. Week two, this week is I'm committed. Fun, I'm committed now. This week is so fun. It's so uh, dramatic and intense and goofy. It is. There's a lot of goofs, um, and we've got a special surprise. Oh, we do. It's gonna be super cool. Spoiler warning for all of Twilight. All of it. Movies. Uh, uh, Stephanie Meyer's personal website. <laughs> Merch. Merch. Board games, playing cards, mugs. SAT vocab lists. We're going to spoil it all. Sense and sensibility. No. Wuthering Heights. Okay, we'll be right back. Bye. Welcome to beautiful La Push Beach. The beaches are mostly old rocks. It rains all the time and the wood burns blue. Go with your kids to the beautiful tide pools. Full of mystery and critters don't go too deep into the woods you might get lost don't worry there's always a guiding star back to la push beach where the wolves roam free la push beach not like any other beach not like any other vacation chapter four of twilight it begins with uh everyone asking bella about the accident that she was just in Everyone's really concerned about her. Nobody is concerned about Edward, and he hasn't been at school for a couple weeks. When he finally returns to school, Edward completely ignores Bella. The Sadie Hawkins dance is coming up, and Bella really doesn't want to go because she's just too clumsy. (laughs) But all the guys at school circumvent the Sadie Hawkins rules by asking her to ask them out over and over. Uh, Edward notices this going on, and he thinks it's very funny. Finally, Edward hears Bella saying that her excuse is that she's going to Seattle and invites her to go Seattle with him instead of going to the dance. And she says a breathless yes. Chapter five. Edward invites Bella to sit with him at lunch. This is scandalous, but he does say she should stay away from him, but he just can't stand it anymore. Edward skips class after lunch, so when Bella gets to biology, it's totally stag, and she's horrified to find out that it's 
Blood day. Oh, their teacher steals Mike's blood and then it makes Bella pass out. On the way to the nurse, Edward intercepts her and Mike and picks her up like a doll and takes care of her until he finally gets her out of the rest of the day of class. Edward takes her home and they talk about her mom and their love for this unknown piece of work called Claire de Lune. Very secret hipster music, Claire de Lune. Chapter six. It's the first sunny day. Bella skips to the window to see the sun uh, and then decides to join some of her friends on a fun day trip to La Push Beach. At the beach, Bella catches up with Jacob Black, her old childhood friend from Forks that she used to know. He tells her about this legend um, of his tribe, which is that they're descended from wolves and sworn enemies of the Cold One. He also says that his great-great-great-grandpa or something made a truce with a family of cold ones. And we learn that cold ones are vampires. And then he says that the Cullens are, according to his dad, vampires. Bella finally shook, completely shook, gets back into the suburban and goes home. That's it. That's what happened. We are very excited this week because Hi. we're bringing on our super good friend and Twilight fan of the past. Ooh. Um, you know her. You, you love, love her. her. <laughs> She's your fashion icon. She's Carly Green. God. Hello. Hi, Carly. Hello, Christopher. Oh, <laughs> Margaret. Hello, hello. Very thank serious. You. Thank you for having me on your show. Today. Thank you for coming. Thank Absolutely. you for calling it a show. Oh. Is it not a show? Well, you Podcast. know, I'm Ellen. This is I'm Trip. Dr. Phil. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it feels like a show. Oh, it is. Thank you. We're trying to go for that. I just want to ask you if there's anything crazy going on in your life, inside or outside of Twilight, that you want to share. Oh, I've had a tough day <laughs> with my phone. What does that mean? Because <laughs> I, so I keep getting these calls from people that are like, Hi, I'm calling to know where to pick up my puppy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you have the wrong number. I just think they dialed it right. And they were like, no, I've been texting with you. My daughter's been texting with you. I've been texting with you. This, how, how is this possible? And I was like, I don't know, but you have the wrong number. So I just keep hanging up on these people. And then they get really into it. They're like, how is this possible? And I'm like, you're being scammed. This is not my fault. <laughs> and they're yelling at me like I'm scamming them, but I want them to have puppies. Oh. I do. So but someone, I don't have them. Someone has fake has sold fake puppies using your phone number. I think there's a way that you can like text people through an app using other numbers. A puppy scam seems like a very niche type of scam. Okay, yeah. it's actually not. It's Whoa. a very good scam because people pay a lot of money for dogs. And it's hard to find, like, affordable designer dogs. My brother-in-law paid two grand for a um, she- Something shepherd. A German shepherd? German shepherd. Never got it. Whoa. Turns out he took it to the cops. He did it to 50 people. Whoa. That's a lot of, that's a hundred so grand. I guess it's, like, a pretty big scam. Because you don't think someone's going to fake a puppy. Welcome to our podcast, Adopt, Adopt Don't, don't Shop. Shop. You know who adopted <laughs> The Collins. The Collins are heroes to humans, us all. Though. 
Can we have well, babies not or can you only adopt vampires? Humans? Oh, they adopt vampires. Oh my gosh. But also remember their children date each other. It's complicated. And they're old. It like you can't really adopt hundred year olds. That's well, true. These people they do. just sort of move in a pack. Um, I hope that at least Twilight gave you some sort of um relief. Some solace. Some solace. Yeah, it was a good it was a good pick me up today. Um so Carly very nobly um read Twilight as well on a whim to join us. I yes, and I am taken back. <laughs> I am taken back to some deep Deep days. Whew, let me tell you, as a basic seventh grade girl, mm-hmm. I was deeply in Twilight. Was everybody in twi- into Twilight? Were- yeah, but I feel like from what I know about Maggie at the time, she had some detachment from it. Like, I thought I would, I thought I would marry a vampire. I journaled about him. I, I had Taylor Lautner posters. Like, mm-hmm. I was in it. Mm-hmm. You know, he isn't a vampire. No, but he's a werewolf. He's... A I'm werewolf. Team, I'm team Jacob in the movies, Team Edward in the books. You oh, know? because Team Jacob in, in the street. You're just, he was hotter. Yeah, That's you're just was. you're just uh, ta- Team Taylor. Team Taylor, but Team Edward. Mm. Oh, I like this. I like this take. This is yeah. a bifurcation I wasn't expecting. Mm. But you're listening to this on audiobook. Um, oh, how's that? It was. It's been interesting. What is the voice like? It is weird. It's it's weird. It's a lady. Mm-hmm. And she's very like kind of like this and Bella huh. did this and there's some background music at times which is adds a fun <gasps> flair like to in it. the middle of things it was in the intro oh, okay okay but it went on for too long <laughs> I, so I thought it was gonna be the whole time in Harry Potter um background music comes in at the very end that's how you know you're at the end of the book but it's like folksy it's like no this was mystical Ooh. mystical yeah it wasn't like paramore because it should be like no but paramore. it felt like the opening movie music okay. it wasn't it but it felt like it i'm intrigued by this reading of twilight by what seems like a middle-aged woman reading as Bella. it was middle-aged for sure well bella you, is an old soul you really pick up on the weird word i was gonna say when you hear it as from a fully grown woman is it odd to be like for her to be so obsessed with this teen vampire yeah, and it's weird because, I mean, she's very repetitive, but you kind of ignore it while you're reading it because you read it quickly, but she reads it so slowly, so you really hear the, the repetition. You really mull over Bella's yeah. narrative. What was your favorite part? Bella was different than I remembered. Mm-hmm. She's so much more meek in the movies. Mm-hmm. I agree. I tend so to agree. I liked I liked Bella more this time. I, I also like also- Bella more than I remembered, thinking yeah. I would. The thing with the movie is, is that Bella, you realize when you're reading, she really has not a lot of lines unless she's talking to Edward. Otherwise, she's just walking around. So when you see that translated to the screen, you just see Kristen Stewart walking looking around. and sighing and yes. being upset. Because there's you know, a crazy thing that happens in the Twilight movies, which we'll get to the movies on a different episode, oh, where like good. Bella totally doesn't speak yes. at all. She has no lines. Also, I liked how... like. When I read it as a seventh grader, I was like, this is what I want to be as a teen. I want to be buying my own car. I want to be marinating steaks for my dad. Mm. I want to be going to the library alone on weekends to catch up on my reading. Except she hates the Forks Public Library. Yeah, but she goes to Seattle. That's true. I want to go to Seattle for the weekend. Like, I was just like eating candy mm-hmm. when I was 16. <laughs> I'm still just eating candy. <laughs> 
So Bella, in a way, is an inspiration. Yes. That actually does lead us to our topic of discussion this week, which is this chunk of Twilight being very teen-oriented. Finally, we're in a hot teen movie. This is like inspiration for the seventh grade youth. It's like, this is teen life. Mm-hmm. Dates. Uh, dances. Doilies. Beach trips. <laughs> the three. Beach trips. Boys. Suburbans. <laughs> That's the Pacific Northwest. I think teen it's experience. so funny that they have a suburban because when I picture being a teen, it's suburban. It's Hollyville. being in your mom's suburban. They talk so much about going to the beach in a way that I thought was very funny because nobody in my high school made plans months ahead of time mm-hmm. to go to the beach. How far away is the beach for them? Did they say an hour? About an hour. Uh, that is a big trip for when you're young. Yeah, I would not have been allowed to do that. At oh 16. no. Maggie would have. She had lax parents. Hey, we went to Europe, so. (laughs) It is La Push. La Push. It's a French beach. Um, I totally, totally forgot what I was. Oh, let's talk about the boys. Yes. The boys. Boys, 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 boys. 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 Um, So first, horrible, terrible Mike, who I hate. (laughs) I hate Mike. Mike is like really... I grow good guys finish last energy. Mike is fully like, he wants to put his nice tokens into Bella's slit slot. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Bella, I'm so sorry. But also you get it, right, girl? He wants to put her coins into her slot. And so she gives him dating coupons out the top. Mm, She doesn't ever reach out to him too, which I think is funny. Like he walks her to class. He just shows up at her class. He walks her to the next one. And she even says, I didn't say a word. It was nice. Yeah, she's glad to <laughs> have this puppy. It's um, it's very insane. So first, Mike asks her to ask him. And she's like, dude, why don't you just say yes to the girl who already asked? The you? girl who has shown interest. Um, And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Because oh. she's too easy to get as he was. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say that, but I know he thought it. That's the energy Mike he brings. is a total fuck boy. And then Eric. Not yet. In a few years. Eric. He can't get any yet. <laughs> oh! Oh, so. Oh, 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 no. So, uh, so you're saying that uh, Mike is just a boy. <laughs> yes. Chased boy. Um. Then Eric begs Ella to, Bella to ask him. Doesn't work. And then when Bella's trying to leave, this scene I thought was so funny. Bella's lined up to leave the school. <laughs> Edward is pulled in front of her because, as we know, he can read minds. Purposely stopped his car so that Bella would have to stay there in the truck so that Tyler could walk up to her window and ask her out to the dance. And Tyler's the guy who almost killed cr- her. crashed into her. <laughs> and he's like, wow, we really have a bond now <laughs> so I can ask you to the dance. I didn't reconnect that this whole time. Chris gets all the boys confused. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, they are. Thank you. Maggie says they're different, and I say, uh-uh. I just think of I them know as them one, two, and three. I liked <laughs> two's confidence the most. Eric? Eric? No. The nerdy one? Is he the second one that asked? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he was just like, I thought you were let him down easy. I just wanted to try and let it be. Mm. He does let it be. He but does. And then again, you shouldn't say, will you ask me to this? No. Odd. It's very odd. As did a you seventh have a- grader, I loved it. Oh, of did, course. Did you have Sadie Hawkins at your schools? 
No, but if we did, I would have wished three boys would have asked me that way. But instead, I go to Seattle with the hotline. Oh, Carly, did you go to any dances as a high schooler or middle schooler? Absolutely. They were all terrible. Okay. Oh, okay. I remember boys, middle school socials. Yeah, what that's what called. I'm thinking of. I remember boys asking you, but then you would go and you wouldn't talk to them. No, because you would drive separately. You would just know that you were asked, and then you would stand with the girls, and the boys would stand with the boys. Yeah, this was my middle school dance experience, too. It would always be, oh, I think that person's going with this person, but there'd be no interaction. Maybe and then one all person the girls would kisses. have a slumber party anyway. Yeah. I remember going with a boy who asked me and I hid in the bathroom from him for a long time because I didn't want to go with him, but I didn't know how to say no because, I mean, I just didn't realize I could say Name no. names. Um, Trey. Something. Something. Cool. And then I come out of Trey the bathroom. Is a cool name. He's waiting there with us with two smoothies in his hand. Oh. Cute, right? And I was like, huh. And he was like, hey, do you want this? I just found it on the ground. <laughs> Incredible neg, Trey. That is so good. That's so chill. And I said, uh, sure. And oh. I walked away with it. <laughs> smoothie King smoothie. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, Bella does carry that energy. Yeah. She carries that. I just found this on the ground energy. Yeah. Um, poor Bella. A boy will never show up to her with a smoothie because Edward doesn't eat food. No. Um, I. Love that so much of this book um, centers around biology class. Oh, yes. Why was that the one class that uh, Stephanie liked? That's the most cinematic class. I think so, because there's like experiments and... Yeah, think about E.T. Good point. Movies and books love two classes. The only two classes that exist in high school movies. English. English class, because you can explicitly talk about theme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then biology class, because it's like life and death and Mm -hmm. human as as a living creature. I love the fake thing, the fake lessons that are brought up in books and movies. Yeah. And in this chapter, the fake lesson that's brought up is blood typing. Blood typing. Did you blood type in high school? No. no. I didn't blood type. No one did because it's an insane lesson to teach. And they say you have to do it. They're doing it because there's a blood drive. Yeah. But do you have to know your blood type when you go to a blood drive? No. Won't they know? They test it. I think they test it. (laughs) I don't know why the teacher is offloading the work of the Red Cross under the students. Um, because he knows the Red Cross is corrupt, Chris. Uh, he, this teacher, we don't know a lot about him. We do know that he's skeptical that Bella is Could smart. Possibly, that know really things. pissed me off. Right? Yeah. This teacher's a real shit. And now he's stealing blood from his students. I, what do you mean? Okay, so when he, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain, Carly. When he introduces this lesson, he's he like, grabs Mike's he t- finger. He tells, he's like, hey, Mike, pass these out. Mike passes them out. Then he grabs Mike's hand and he's like, hey, we're going to do blood typing. Pricks Mike's finger, squeezes it out onto like a, a tray. And he's like, now we're going to test this. And Bella passes out. Okay. He doesn't ask I have another side of this. Yeah. Oh. What if the teacher hates Mike, wants to hurt Mike and surprise him and embarrass him. This is very likely. <laughs> I love this for the Mr. Biology. We don't know his name, and I refuse to learn this misogynist's name. I, um, I forgot he was a misogynist again. Uh, never mind. I don't like the Mike's, Mike story. Okay. Oh, I You do. don't like that he stole blood anymore. No, I like that side, but I oh. was defending him. I take back my defense. Good, good, good. Oh, good, good, good. good. 
Um, yeah, I think this is nuts for so many reasons. Least of all, in what world would you be allowed to steal a student's blood, to be poking people with needles without talking, without warning? No Suddenly warning. there are so many needles in the yeah, class. Yeah, what about STDs? That's what Chris said. I was like, there are bloodborne illnesses that and pathogens that you shouldn't just be willy nilly exposing everyone's blood to each other. Yeah, it's like it's it's totally insane. He also were the needles clean. Did he wipe off <laughs> the fing- the place where he was gonna needle with um you know alcohol? Did he have any alcohol afterwards to wipe things down? Was there a biohazard trash can for the needles to go in? <laughs> What do they have that um, rinse station that every high school science room has? I will say, when has a teacher talked about throwing things in the biohazard bin, let alone the trash can? So maybe he did and just didn't mention it. To be fair, yes, it would be an odd thing for Bella to be like, and then he uh, told us where the biohazard <laughs> trash was, and, and then he posed like alcohol. But the thing is, don't forget, Bella starts paragraph saying nothing happened today. And then she'll explain the cereal bowls that she ate. Well, the bowls of cereal, I should say. Um, I just think, why use human blood at all? Why not use some other type of blood? Yeah, why not, like, um, truly any other blood? Do other things have blood types? They I've have posed- to. They must. Do they have to? I don't know. I just like to picture a little room of frogs donating blood and some frog's blood saving life for another frog. Oh. During but not surgery. all. Like frog and toad? Just some. Yeah, if they have the right blood type and they're selfless enough to donate blood. (laughs) You you like to picture the shortage. The shortage is what makes it cute. (laughs) She likes to imagine that even frogs have a bureaucracy and a shortage of blood. (laughs) When there's a hurricane, even frogs are like, if you're O negative, you better line up because there's not enough AB positive people. And then they tweet that and then they're like, oh, there's too many. The lines are too long. Okay, we need blankets. (laughs) I bet there's not a shortage of blood with dogs. Do you think oh. gay dogs are allowed to give blood? <laughs> I have a a hot take that most dogs are gay. I think most cats are gay. But are, are they allowed to donate blood? <laughs> Let's dive into the real issue. Should gay dolphins be allowed to donate blood? Yes. You think yes. I agree. Yes. <laughs> we should all be donating Should blood. turtles that lived in Chelsea in the 70s and 80s be allowed to donate blood? Yes. Yes. Of course. Donate, give them a cookie, then test the blood. And if there's a disease in the blood, don't give out the blood. Guys, we are, We I should say, we are public health professionals. Um. Okay. Let's talk about the fact that Edward lifts Bella like a doll and she was like, it was so hot. What I love about this scene is that finally we... <sighs> Put Mike in his place because Mike is shown to be an impotent man. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> but Edward's the one who puts him in his place. That's the thing. I I like that Mike wasn't able to be the hero he wants to be by saving um, Bella's after her faint. But the problem is because Edward like it cucks him, it feeds into Mike's <laughs> worldview that um, good guys finish last. We're so so deeply in love with. Edward by this point. It's not actually been said, but well, there's speak a part, for one of us. <laughs> there's a part I'm talking about like me, Bella, the Do you girls. love Edward? I think Bella loves Edward. Oh, Bella right does. Oh, Bella. I thought you were saying you've you've fallen in love. No, 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 no. Royal Bella, you. Royal Bella, we. Ah. Um 
Bella says, he must see how absorbed I was by him. He must not want to lead me on. So we couldn't even be friends because, of course, he isn't interested in me. Oh. This is good teen drama. A true teen. The true teen experience is wanting to be totally normal and unremarkable, yet magnetic and irresistible to someone who's way harder than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. You want to, like, fly right under the radar. And by flying under the radar, someone's like, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know how incredibly hot. Yeah, he is. you don't want you don't want to know yourself at that age. You want no. someone else to know it first and make you realize. You yeah. desperately want validation. You want someone to like tuck the hair behind your ear, and then you're like, "Wow, I, I am pretty." And this then way. I realized I was beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And that's what happens when Bella, with Edward, lifts Bella up like a doll. Is she's like, oh my God, I'm so skinny. I'm so skinny and small and I'm so big. Everyone's so big except me because I'm a skinny little doll. (laughs) (laughs) That's not exactly her her wording, but we feel the energy. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. She's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Everyone's going to see me with my big, strong boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so embarrassed that everyone might see me when Edward picks me up like I'm a doll and takes me to his car so we can talk. Oh, the talk in car. Talking in cars. That (laughs) is teen. Capital T, teen energy is sitting in cars. It's your only private place then. Maggie has so many stories that she's told me over the years of like her high school life revolving around being in cars with her friends. Me, not so much because I didn't get my license until I was 18. Yeah. Was this for your experience, Carly? Oh, yeah. Packing too many people into cars. I had strict parents, so like guys would come over and we would just talk in the car in the driveway. Because I didn't want them to come, I don't want them to come in. Oh. And my dad would be like, who's this? Shake their hand. Yeah. Ask them who like, their parents we'll just are. Talk, we'll just take a drive and then we'll talk in my driveway until like 2 a.m. This is huge teen energy. Big time. Yeah, wow. and, and like... The loose girls would make out in the car. Loose! <laughs> That's what they would be Um, I am not going to share, but there was a crazy rumor about me in cars that went around. Just well, my friend group in high school. No, we're, really? We have to talk off the pod about whatever this is. <laughs> I, I truly will not say it. <laughs> but some of you out there listening do know this rumor, and uh, it was an insane, <laughs> an insane made-up thing that truly doesn't make physic sense. Physic sense. Physic, physic <laughs> sense. We're going to move on from that insane sentence. Let's, I will not let's forget. talk more about cars in that. <laughs> the politics of the cars going to La Push Beach is very funny and very teen. That is something I do resonate with um, is that Bella and her friends are like um, they have a moment of negotiating who's sitting next to whom in the car. There's like a whole Rebecca Black's Friday moment where it's like who's in the back, back, front. There's a hierarchy Mm -hmm. um, of like who's in the middle, which unfortunately in our high school they did call bitch seat. Uh oh. Oh. Stuck in the middle. I went to Indiana high school. (laughs) But Bella doesn't have to pick. No, Mike is like she's just popular. She's so popular. And she doesn't even care. She's uh-huh. above it. Uh-huh. Mike is like, you should sit in the shotgun, Bella. <gasps> and Bella's like, okay, Jessica, sit in between us. <laughs> <laughs> in the shot in between us in the shotgun? Some cars like, like have a, a middle sensor. Oh. Yeah. Also, right around this car spot is my favorite Bella moment to date. 
which is she hates one of the girls who like shit talks her to her friends when she's not around. Um, her name is Lauren. Lauren or Aubrey? <laughs> That's not I, it. I don't know. Some like two, three syllable girl, boring name. Yeah. And um, she like shit talks Bella when she's not around. And then Bella, when they're getting into the cars, has this to say about Lauren. Lauren shook out her corn silk hair. Corn silk hair? <laughs> Bella's like her cheap ass wig hair. <laughs> her icky blonde stringy gross hair. Semi-translucent. Like the stuff, like corn silk. The stuff that comes off of corn. Oh. As hair. It's so rude. Bella throws this insult out like it's I nothing. I went right over that in the audiobook. You would. Oh. Not you would, but I think- The middle-aged woman reading would. Yeah. The middle-aged woman reading would. Meanwhile, Bethany. us who used to be teens are like, We're like, clock that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Such a mean thing to say. It's so funny. I loved it for her. She carries that energy onto the beach when everyone's like splitting off and making like, you know, they're sitting on the campfire and stuff. And she's like, <laughs> multiple times she looks over at the girls and it's just like, wow, such stupid teen girls those guys are. <laughs> And it's so funny because she's like, isn't it crazy that they're so obsessed with boys? I'm just obsessed with Edward. <laughs> it's, Edward's different. Edward, Edward is different. different. Edward told Bella in a true not teen move, told Bella not to get hurt this weekend. So Bella decides what to do and not to do at the beach based on that. Which is sign one of like icky manipulation is eking into their relationship. Already. Already. Because there's a crazy moment where she's like, everyone's going to the tide pools. And she's like, hmm, on the one hand, I love tide pools. On the other hand, I've fallen into a lot of tide pools. And Edward said I shouldn't fall. So, but then Lauren, the bitch with the bad wig, stays <laughs> at the fire. So she's like, well, if that bitch Lauren with the bad wig is staying at the fire, I'm going to the tide pools. Oh, it's so good. What is Great is we finally meet um Jacob. Jacob. Jacob Black. Jacob Black. <laughs> How do you feel about Jacob, Carly? Yeah. I like Jacob. He's a fun guy. We don't like Jacob. <gasps> yeah, same. I hate him. Oh. <laughs> the thing we is- like wanna like Jacob. I like Jacob in the in this book. Mm-hmm. He's, I like Jacob he's like so a far. nice buddy. He's a nice yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's I think he seems nice. He's I he's think funny. <laughs> He and Bella have that same natural conversation thing. We like that. Yeah, he just seems like a not creepy, nice guy. He's the, a kid from, he's a friend from when she was a kid. The problem is that I have with Jacob is that I know what's going to happen and I'm holding it against him now. Don't think about angry Jacob yet. It's not oh, fair. I, it is fair. No. Yes. No. <laughs> if you could go time. back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? That is irrelevant. We're talking about a fictional book. And I'm talking about a fictional scenario where you can go back in time and kill baby <laughs> Hitler. So I do. I like Jacob in, the, in this chapter, but he, I mean, he really doesn't have a character yet. Um, but I like that Bella finally is talking to somebody um, at length, which she only so far has done with Edward, mm-hmm. but she's now doing with Jacob in a, I was going to say platonic way, but uh, no. <laughs> this Right, directly slides us into our next topic of conversation, which is that Bella absolutely does drag in this chapter. She does drag, um, and it's amazing. Emotionally. Yeah, it's she, emotional oh yeah, drag. It's an emotional drag. Um, 
Well, let's play the theme music for our sub podcast, Queering Twilight. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing, including that sound. Including, we're going to use that every oh, episode no. now. It's a button we can press um, now. We say that because um, Bella decides that she's going to flirt with Jacob, which is a big move for her to make in the first place. Mm-hmm. But she's like, okay, I'm going to flirt with Jacob. How do I know how to flirt? Oh, my one true love, Edward. <laughs> so she decides that she's going to emulate Edward in order to flirt with Jacob, um, which is just her putting on the persona of scary, handsome, beautiful man, um, which is why we say she's doing drag. Yeah, there's like some things she calls Jacob pretty at one point. She says he has a pretty face. He's like young looking and like round and soft. He's really young. He has long hair tied back in a ponytail. She calls him pretty. There's a lot of like feminizing Jacob, especially in comparison to Edward, which is interesting because werewolves, I would think, are more masculine and vampires are definitely more feminine. Yeah, werewolves, hairy. Mm-hmm. Vampires, smooth, tip to toe. Yeah. I think this is just Stephanie overcompensating because she doesn't know how to grow a character. So she wants to make sure people understand he was small and weak. And he'll yeah, he's big like and small. Strong. And, but like Edward has a crooked smile and Jacob has a brilliant smile. Carly brings up a good point of like, there's tr- she's trying to make some sort of, because unlike um, Edward, Jacob does become like a monster that's not a human. Like, you know, he's a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some sort of, you know, difference between his day-to-day in his wolf body but also it is unfortunate that the f- the first time we meet a person of color he's instantly marked as like different in every sort of way yeah here's the thing we absolutely are gonna handle all the questions about this reservation and the way stephanie meyer writes native people it's just not gonna be this episode but like we know we're gonna meet all of them and discuss in detail later do we yeah. know all of her friends are white you know what she only really talks about the skin of her, Bella, mm-hmm. right? Of Edward and of Jacob, but she maybe talks Jacob's a lot friends. about how she looks the same as all of her friends, which is very pale. Yeah, so I'm guessing oh, yeah. there's like yeah. also uh, there just seems to be an implied whiteness about a lot of. Them. So, but let's dive in after she um, talks a lot about how pretty Jacob is. She's like. This nice boy who I know, I'm going to flirt with him to get information about my crush, and I'm going to do that by pretending to be my crush. She says, I had a sudden inspiration. It was a stupid plan, but I didn't have any better ideas. I hoped that young Jacob was as yet inexperienced around girls so that he wouldn't see through my sure-to-be-pitiful attempts at flirting. And then he says, she says, I was trying to imitate the way Edward had of looking up from underneath his eyelashes. It couldn't have nearly the same effect, I was sure. But Jacob jumped up willingly enough. She's fully strapping it on to get Jacob to... (laughs) Bend over. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) There's like... I, I, I want to... Like an English major does. I want to take all these details and do a close reading and be like... Edward's like long eyelashes and his smooth skin. There's like so much like blending of uh, uh, of gender and sexuality implied, but no, it's not. And like the problem. the problem is the book isn't quite good enough for us to do these reads. But there's also something to be said about Edward being able to read everyone's minds. But what he comes up with is not thoughts, but emotions. He can like read everyone's emotions. He's in tune, smooth skin. 
skin. I think some of this does just come from, I think, vampires as a metaphor in general are always transgressive in, in this way. Right. But here it's interesting because he's supposed to be hyper-masculine. And so yeah. Bella is putting on hyper-masculine flirting traits to flirt with this innocent boy. And it's so gay. It is very much it's so. It's extremely gay. Welcome to Queering, Queering Twilight. Twilight. Uh, now I'm excited to watch the movies just imagining uh, Kristen Stewart pretending to be <laughs> Edward the, the vampire in every scene. Yeah, Twilight is definitely already in queer canon because Kristen Stewart exists. Um, Period. That's pretty much the truck. She loves tide pools so much. These are gay qualities. These are these are gay touchdowns. Um so yeah, after all this in this chapter, we learn that there are vampires in this world. Finally, it's brought into the book. What surprised me is that Jacob pretty much explicitly said, oh yeah, my grandpa said the Cullens are vampires. Bye. <laughs> and then the chapter ends. That's so teen to me. The chapter ends with her being like, I tried not to think about it. I just shut my eyes and was in the car. The end. Hi, my name's Miranda and I'm a Smoothie King customer. I met my husband 20 years ago today because he picked up a Smoothie King smoothie off the ground and thought I needed some fruit sucrose. Turns out what I needed was love. Shop Smoothie King, the best dating website. Okay, I want to do things we can't stop thinking about again. And my first one is truly life-changing <laughs> it is that um apparently alice can lift bella's car and carry it across forks washington without being noticed I, so maggie off mic explained this to me and i said that's an insane reading so the the thing is that when bella is driven home by edward after the blood test he says Alice will take your car home, which, first of all, is insane. What teen is like, okay, I'll just leave my car with my crush's mysterious sister I've never had a conversation with. Yeah, no, in high school, nobody other than me was allowed to drive my car. Granted, she looks like she's 35, so you're like, oh, that 35-year-old and she probably is knows 350. how to drive. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is an adult woman. But Bella gets into her house, and she's waiting for her extremely loud truck to rumble into the driveway. She says... As I sat in my room trying to concentrate on the third act of Macbeth, I was really listening for my truck. I would have thought, even over pounding rain, I could have heard the engines roar. But when I looked to peek out the curtain again, it was suddenly there, which means that Alice couldn't have been driving the truck. That is a very astute reading, and I think that's what she was hinting at. She's hinting at the fact that Alice carried the car and then carefully placed it on the driveway. Look. It's insane! Wow. But How also, why? How not noticed? Why would, can, can Alice not drive? Okay, new cannon, new cannon, new cannon. Alice doesn't know how to drive. But she can poke her feet through the base, the cab of the truck and run <laughs> like Flintstones. Maybe she just did it so fast no one saw her. Mm. Oh. She was just like, lift, run, or she just threw it softly. And then caught it again. Uh, threw it, ran, caught, caught it, it, and put it down on the ground. Oh, like Dash in The Incredibles. Exactly like Dash. Alice is, is Dash, Dash in from The Incredibles. Incredibles. Um, my detail that I picked up on, maybe it's because last week I really honed in on Bella's cooking skills that I saw it again this chapter. 
Um, Bella again has to make Charlie food. Charlie's inability to feed himself is is a, is a con in the pros and con list. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so she makes some enchiladas, um, but Bella's so nervous about serving them to Charlie. Um, she says, "Quote: Charlie seemed suspicious when he came home and smelled the green peppers. I can't blame him. The closest edible Mexican food was probably in Southern California, but he was a cop, even if just a small town cop." So he was brave enough to take the first bite. So she's like afraid to serve a Mexican food because I guess he's never had it before. Isn't it crazy that you have to own a gun? You have to pack heat to be able to try Mexican food? (laughs) Yeah, she was like, man, it's insane to try to eat this if you're not a cop. (laughs) And I just thought, what? They have Mexican food in, in Washington. It's like the top cuisine. Everywhere. It's everywhere. I thought it was so funny. It's as um, totally all over the United States as like Italian food is. Yeah, it's like spaghetti and tacos. What do you think Charlie usually eats? Well, Boiled steak? (laughs) He tells Bella, I've been feeding myself before you. Yeah. But it could, yeah, as it could be nothing. Bet he just ate out. He probably ate out a lot. He probably just grilled chicken or whatever boys do. Just, um, you know, meatloaf that you put in a microwave. All we know is it's not enchiladas. It's not enchiladas, let me tell you that. Um, The other thing that I cannot, Chris, yep. I cannot stop. Chris. Yeah. Carly. Yes. I cannot. Wait, me? Carly. Carly or Chris? Wait, wait, Chris. Wait. Oh, okay. Carly Chris? and Chris. Oh, okay. Oh, You guys. Yeah? yeah? I can. You guys. Carly, Chris. Yeah, we're here. I can. I can. Listen, <laughs> what? I cannot stop thinking about this thing where Bella describes a tide pool to the readers. <laughs> Let me just read it in whole. Mm. The bouquets of brilliant anemones undulated ceaselessly in the invisible current. Twisted shells scurried about the edges, obscuring the crabs within them. Starfish stuck motionless to the rocks and each other, while one small black eel with white racing stripes wove through the bright green weeds, waiting for the sea to return. Who is Bella Swan? This is an insane thing to happen in the middle of a chapter. That's one sentence of prose unlike anything else, but still not pretty. Somehow it's unlike everything else Bella has narrated, but seems so in her voice. By that I mean inexplicably teen. She loves tide pools. She loves tide pools. She loves big words. She loves trying to sound poetic. It's an insane sentence. It's crazy. I think about it all. I lay awake at night (laughs) thinking about what it would take for me as a teen to have described a tide pool that way. If I, But then again... If I was in high school and I was trying to describe that as a part of like a class assignment of what's something you saw this And you weekend, like had to say 70 words. You had to write that. You would write that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this isn't a school assignment. It's a book that we have to read. It's a book that a full grown woman named Stephanie Meyer wrote. Because of a dream she had. Oh, never forget. Do you think the tide pool was in the dream? It must have been. It must it have been. Must have Someone been. along the way must have told her to take that part out. And she was like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to include it. Um, Carly, what do you never stop thinking about? This has been from the first time I read this book. And that is, what is Edward thinking or feeling when Bella's on her period? 
whoa. <laughs> I have Big. Do you know that I've never thought about this? I haven't either. It was the first thing I thought about because it's like they prick their finger in class and, and that he can't little go. bit of blood, he can't go. This is crazy. You're and totally right. The more I thought about it today, the more I was like, it's not just Bella in their relationship. There's a whole school of people. There's a whole school. That Jasper school. goes to school with them. And they're all on their periods, and he's not aware. I was going to say, Jasper is the one. That's a good one to bring up, because Edward's a little more in control. But Jasper yeah. famously can't be around blood at all. He goes nuts. But he's not in con- Edward's not in control enough to go to biology class. Right. Is the idea that period blood is so, somehow so much more disgusting than okay. it's inedible? So I thought about that, because back when I first read this book, I was like asking my girlfriends, like, what about when she's on her period? And they all told me that that's not actually blood. Well, that's wrong. It is. I know. (laughs) But you have to understand, I went like five more years thinking that that's not really blood. Welcome to our our podcast, Twilight Sex Ed. They said it just resembled blood. Like it was a mix of things that were red. It It is a mix of things. It's a mix of things. So it's like uterine lining and skin and... But mostly like blood and blood clots. It's a lot of, it's real human blood. It's real human blood. So even if there's just a trace amount, that's still more than biology class. Also, they're literally surviving on animal blood, which is an unnatural thing. They're like surviving on blood that they aren't born and evolved to survive on. So the idea that period blood is more disgusting than animal blood is insane. And why aren't they drinking the period blood? Yeah, Bella should be giving Edward her, her used pe- tampon. Yes, or like a diva cup. That's a shot glass, oh, baby. Oh, was diva that's nice. Um, no, but maybe. probably. I bet there were. They they just weren't popular. I, exactly. They this says a lot about Stephanie Meyer ignoring, um, probably. But also, would any author include this? Um. Okay. Maybe. So. Before I came, I did some research on this. I wow. love this. I love this. So I wasn't the only seventh grader who thought this because I went back a bunch of like Goodreads things and stuff mm. from like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And everyone was saying that Stephanie Meyer actually answered this question. But I kept getting sent to links on MySpace that have mm. all been taken down. Okay. But someone finally recapped it and said that she said that... He was a gentleman, so he never talked about it with her. That's not what a gentleman is. Not what a gentleman is. And that because it was a mix of different things, the colons were not tempted by it. Because because it has has the dead tissue in it, it ruined the blood. That's insane. That's crazy. They drink animal blood. They hunt deer and then survive off of cold, dead deer blood. As if like a mouthful of deer skin doesn't taint blood. <laughs> Do you want to know another fun fact? Yes. I also love that all of uh, Twilight lore lived and died on MySpace. Yes. <laughs> it's inaccessible and now. And now we are rising <laughs> it from the grave. Like a vampire itself. Also, Stephanie Meyer still has her uh, website. So go give that a look. Beautiful. We will when we get to Midnight Sun. We will. She hosts. What's um, Midnight Sun? That's the companion novel from Edward's perspective that she half wrote and then stopped writing. 
and she, released. She released. She half released of it. half of it. I read half of. I read it online. I did it, too. Yeah, it was leaked, and then she said, "Fuck it, just read it." Then she didn't finish it. She mm. definitely didn't say "fuck it," Chris. She's more. Oh, she said, "Oh gosh, don't it." <laughs> you go read it if you want. If you want. Okay, so I found this other series about vampires that did mention it. Was it House of Night? No. Oh, they were very. It was sex something positive. about like southern vampires or something like that. True Blood. No, it was literally called like Southern Vampire or something. It was some. Was it like the Southern Book Club's Guide to Killing Vampires? Because that's coming out this year. No, it okay. was old. It was like a twelve years ago post. It was a teen book. Hmm. I don't think it did very well. Oh. but in that book they did address it, so we have a little insight to what the vampires thought. And they said a similar thing. Like it smelled different, but they were still attracted to it. So all the human girls felt really good about themselves while they were on their periods <gasps> because all the vampires would look at them like, I oh my God. That's a great, that. re- that's, I love that. That's way more fun. That's really fun. It's like a different cut of meat. It is just you want, like- You want the T-bone? You, you, you want the sirloin? If you're okay <laughs> with like eating deer blood, you have to be okay with period blood. Yeah. I draw the line at period blood being less gross than deer blood. Or is it blood. just a different texture? It is definitely clump, <laughs> definitely a different texture. It's like cottage cheese. <laughs> As the man who doesn't have periods on the podcast, that was gross to me. <laughs> um, it's not like cottage cheese. If it's if your no, period know, is like know, cottage cheese, I know go that. to a doctor. <laughs> As a public health professional, I am telling you. Um, this is so nuts to me. It's a big. It's a. It was a big gap in the story for me while I was reading it. That really. Uh, that was the one block that stopped you from really falling in love with the book. I mean, I still was in love with it, but that was the main. I didn't think about all these other little things that you were bringing up, right? But I thought about that one a lot. It is distracting, especially because of like. In this chapter, we talk about how funny it is that Bella is grossed out by blood and how she can smell blood. Yeah, period. Well, blood has a real smell. You can smell yeah, it a lot. What does she do once a month? She uh-huh. can smell her own blood. She can smell her own blood. And it's crazy that Edward would be like, oh, it doesn't affect me at all. The blood in between your legs. I'm so horny for you, but I'm not horny for the blood in between your legs. Vampires would love periods. They would love it. Sex and blood. Those are vampires' two favorite things. Oh my gosh, yes. Why is no one tapped into this? Yeah. Edward is literally the horniest character ever written. There has to be a book that's tapped into this. There has to You be. just described it's it. It's got to be True Blood. True yeah, Blood is all sex and blood. Yeah, but that one, they didn't get into the, the sex up. Not that I know of. True Blood is literally all sex and blood. They There has to be a scene like this. Except they just chunk. They would just munch down in yeah. True Blood. Maybe periods aren't sexy enough yet. Yeah. And I think we need vampire books to fix that. Wow. Coming this fall, Chris, Carly, and Maggie... Write an HBO drama where it's all period sex. <laughs> Centered around period sex. Um, that happens at the the first episode of the L Word. This the L Word Generation Q. They're having period sex in the first episode. In the first, no scene. vampires, but lesbians. It's is it sexy if it's period sex without someone drinking the blood though? Not as sexy. Not as taboo for sure. Definitely taboo, but not as the the taboo. This book is built on taboo being sexy. And um, yet. And yet it's somehow sexless. <laughs> That's all I have to say this week. I mean. It, <laughs> if you have an answer, 
I need help. I want to know how this happened. And well, the way Stephanie can, gave us an answer, and I hate it. If you have a better answer than Stephanie's fanfic, if you if you oh my know God. of a fanfic where they talk about this, please send it to me and Chris. You can send it to us at edwardisavampirepod at gmail.com. Or you can send us an Instagram DM. A deem. A deem, as Maggie calls them. I have deemed the deems. At edwardisavampirepod on Instagram. And I don't think any of them would be good enough because I just want Stephanie to stand up and say, I made a mistake. My story doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's Oh my God, bye. It's, and then I was like, I drive a stick. And someone was like, exactly.